This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have OG cast member. Oh, my God. It's been so long, man. Joseph, a Japanese, a Keseki Jitsukawa. <laughs> Jitsukawa, aloha. Yeah, bring that mic up a little closer to you. Oh, yeah. Hello, man. How's it going, dude? It's been so long, dude. Well, you were in Jersey yep. doing mushroom things. Yep. This is the most random shit like if you guys ever follow Joe on Instagram, you'll you'll never know what you're gonna find out. Like, <laughs> you know, because of like Corona thing, everybody was kind of separated out for a little yeah. bit, and I would just get updates through Instagram story, and the next thing you know, I see this whole growing mushrooms in his fucking living room. Yep. <laughs> I know it's freaking crazy. I'm actually like in partnership with a mushroom farm now, and like I've been saying, man, I I want that farm life. I just came back. I was driving tractors. I was fucking riding pickup trucks and everything. This man. was a breakup did wonders for him. No more. <laughs> no more. <laughs> the the fucking sugarcane fight is uh no more. No, it's happening, man. People thought I've been like just joking around and I'm like, nah, dude, I'm getting into the farm life. Like it's gonna start with mushrooms and then I'm gonna build something out in Hawaii. Like it's gonna happen. Is it is it pretty uh easy to grow mushrooms? Yeah, I'll hook you up with one. I'll show you how to do it and everything. I want to fucking make mushrooms. Because the way that it's done, so uh, the number one crop is shiitake. Yeah. And and the mushroom farm that I went to, they do oyster mushrooms and they do like, they're going to start doing maitake and all that stuff. But uh, shiitake is like their number one thing. And, you know, like shiitake is a part of Japanese, Korean, Chinese cooking. Like we, Mm -hmm. we grew up on that shit. But the way that it grows is on wood, man. Like in nature, it grows on wood like this. Oh, really? it doesn't grow on like in a in like loamy soil or dirt. No, what it doesn't. It grows on wood. Like it it so like if like I don't know like the spores get on the the branch or whatever, right? And then like it uses that for nutrients. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, that's so interesting because because right now, ever since uh, COVID, I've been trying to grow my own shit. Yeah, right. So I got two little fucking tomatoes coming out, and those two <laughs> tomatoes are going to be the most delicious thing ever. But because of that, I'm, that's why I'm itching right now because I just getting been getting you got up. Yeah, you know what? And because we we live like five minutes away, but ever since like okay, so when it hits sundown, if you if you're in your backyard or anything, there's a wave of mosquitoes that come. That's exactly what happened. Because yeah, if I you was, do it in the hot sun in the midday, it's fine. I got fucked up because last night I was just checking the soil to see if it was if it was moist or some shit. Yeah. This shit might bore the fuck out of you, but you have no idea. Ever since COVID, I've been like picking up random hobbies and specifically gardening is one of them. So you have to check to see if the if the soil is moist because it's been hot and yep. weird. And I was out there for maybe 10 minutes and I got bit the fuck up, dude. I have like maybe 12 mosquito bites on me right now. Dude, you'd be surprised. Like, no shit. A lot of people are getting into gardening and millennials are the biggest uh, group right now at 30%. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the biggest emerging group of um, 
gardening like people are really trying to connect to nature we're just there's something so human about it like growing your own food touching it feeling it watching it and then you're just like i didn't even have to pay for this shit that's the i never thought that i would enjoy gardening as much just because when i would see my parents do it i'm like that's some fucking old people really? shit. you never did it with your grandpa like it was to me it's nostalgic because i used to garden with my Let grandma me tell you all something. the time the only thing that i know about gardening is that my mom when she would fight with my dad she would go ahead and hide in a squash patch <laughs> And so she would pretend like she ran away and then she would hide in the squash patch. And the next day she had 40 mosquito bites on her fucking face. Oh my God. That's what I know about gardening. But my mom has always had a green thumb. She yeah. grows a bunch of our shit. Like even That's at tight. home, I have a bunch of squash that I got, a bunch of plums from the, our plum tree. But I never tried growing it myself. Number one, I thought it was very difficult, which it kind of is at first. If you think it, like gardening is just putting a seed in the earth and then you just walk away for a lot of things it is yeah but yeah but you're right it's a little bit more than that yeah it's it's a little more difficult specifically when it comes to the the type of vegetables that you're growing and mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting because like it's not like my mom looked this stuff up on google or whatever but it's stuff that she learned because she grew up in like the shigold area which is like the farm rural yeah. area so she knew how to grow shit and then, you know, she was teaching me how to make sure the soil is nice and moist, not to overwater it because you could overwater plants, you could underwater plants. Uh, if if you don't have enough fertilizer, if you have put too much fertilizer, it'll die. Fuck these things, man. That's tight. But that's why I have too much, <laughs> two, uh, two tomatoes growing right now. Just two. Just fucking two. Did it turn red yet? No. Well, these ones are uh, these <laughs> yellow zebra varieties. Oh, So shit. They're, they're yellow and they have green stripes in them. Yeah, yeah. But I have... I'm going to eat the fuck out of those two things. <laughs> it's going to sweet. It's going to take fucking another two months for them to mature. So in like a month or yeah. so. But I mean, once it starts going though, by next year, it'll probably be like going. Yeah. Cause now, now that I understand how to grow, like I didn't know either because in, in our area right now, there aren't a lot of bees. Mm -hmm. So I actually have to pollinate the yep. flowers myself. And so the like tomato plants, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Listen to this shit. I've been studying this for two months. I don't give a fuck what you guys want to listen to. I had to, I found out that tomato plants, um, if, if the bees won't pollinate them, they're actually self pollinating. So all you have to do is shake the, mm. the the flowers and the pollen will they'll cross pollinate that way yeah and then it fruits mm -hmm. and then eggplants if there aren't any bees around yeah. the, the male and the female parts are within the flower so you just have to take a Q-tip and then rub mm. the female part pollen into the male part which is the middle of the stamen uh middle part is the stamen and so I didn't know that shit so all my flowers were falling off damn so I I thought I was underwatering that shit and then when I woke up the other day I had like three eggplant flowers that fell off. I was pissed because they were yeah. supposed to be eggplants, but I didn't pollinate them. That's why. I got bit by a hornet yesterday fig checking on my fig plant. A hornet? Fig tree. Yeah, what dude. What the fuck does that feel like? It They attack you multiple times. So, like, they just get, like, it's it's right here. My fucking calf is more on my what right. is more fuck? swollen. Look at that. Yeah, it's more swollen on the right, right? It went right on my fucking um, shin right there. And then I was just checking my figs, and then this hornet came, and it just went straight to my calf. And it bit me and I was like, what the fuck? And I, and I kind of swiped it off and then I was walking around and it came back at me again. And I was, it was around my ankle and I was like the cartoon where you try to run and you yeah. look for a fucking lake so you could jump in the water. I was like, Pat's staying with me right now. He's working out in the garage. And at the same time, I was running through that fucker, like hoping the, the Hornet like left me alone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it fucking sucked. It's weird. I, now that, uh, now that I'm at home a lot more, um, 
because before I was traveling a lot doing senfus or whatever, uh, number one, I'm getting to know the neighbors more. And number two, I get to hear all the fucking neighbor drama. You're so old. Dog, I'm such an old You're person. You're such an old man. I'm, I'm an I'm a old harmony, dude. Like, yeah. I'm just listening to gossip. Yeah. I'm listening to gossip. I'm listening to other people's drama. And I'm gardening now. That's tight. So the next level is you need to get a farm. <laughs> so our neighbors next to me, they're, I, they're either, I think they're Middle Eastern or something like mm-hmm. that, something of, of, of that area. But it's the funniest thing because I'm listening to the father and the son fight almost every other morning, right? <laughs> they fucking fight nonstop. And it reminds me of me and my dad when I was younger. Oh, really? Right. Are they around your, your like when you were younger? Or? I think he the, the son is probably in his mid-20s. Uh-huh. And so I'm listening to that shit. So he's not that much younger than me. But listening to it, I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to go over and count, counsel them. It's like, this is this is not the way. But I've I've recorded it really on my phone multiple oh, times. And I'll show it to you later. But this literally, their conversations are the the constant thing of a, of a of an immigrant father not yeah. knowing how to talk to his son. Yeah, because you know how immigrants Im- immigrant dads are very aggressive with what they say yeah. and how they say. They'll things. just say you're stupid. Exactly. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how the dad talks to the son, and so the son gets fucking fed up with it. So just the other day, I woke up to this conversation, and I shit you not, it was him saying, "You know what your problem is? Is you're a fucking asshole. You're a fucking asshole. Every morning, I'm trying to work. I'm saving up money to make sure you and mom are going to be uh, secure when you're older i'm working my fucking ass what have you ever said good job have you ever told me good job oh, shit. you know and so he's asking for approval yeah and then you see the mom just trying to get in between them yeah and she's just like please please no fighting no fighting <laughs> I, feel so, I feel so bad for her because she's trying to be the mediator yeah she goes just go inside don't don't yell at don't yell at the father but just please go inside are they fighting outside uh, they're fighting outside. Uh, so the whole neighbors can hear everything. And, and the dad's like, I don't want you in this house. I'm going to take your clothes. And I'm going to leave it on the ping pong table. And I don't want you to get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> the dad's telling me to get the fuck out. And he's like. Oh, shit, dude. And she goes, see, even grandma knows how you talk to me. Grandma doesn't like the way you talk to me. He goes, what the fuck does she know? <laughs> what does grandma know? I take care of everything. And they're screaming oh, at each other. They shit. do this almost every other day. They and it's fight every day. And it's always about how the son doesn't like the way the dad talks to him, talks to him. <laughs> he's but, like your dad, dad disrespect me too much <laughs> but the son too also doesn't really talk to his dad very respectfully yeah. either so oh, it, they, they're kind of the same person yeah so when i the other day the the I'm sorry, the, not the other day the, the week before that <laughs> i heard the son talking to the dad and yeah. he was asking the dad to get him something out of the garage yeah but the way he said it was hyper aggressive right really? he was he was so the dad was uh moving the ping pong table because i'm on the <laughs> i'm on the top level like a c down yeah so the dad was cleaning up stuff and i woke up because he was moving the ping pong table scraping against the concrete so that woke me up and i looked out the window i'm like what's going on dad's moving stuff he goes dad can you get me the stuff out the garage or not and it's like oh shit that's an attitude problem, boy. She's about to pop off. So his dad looks at him. He goes, "What?" He goes, "Why can't you get the fucking shit out the fucking garage?" And I'm like, "Oh, this is this is gonna go down." So he goes, "See, you're always fucking disrespecting me." And I'm like, "Bro, you kind of disrespected him first, though. Yeah. So it, they're kind of two of the same people. Yeah, they're just blind to the way that they treat each other. I can't. I every at first it used to annoy me, and now I look forward to it every other morning. <laughs> you know what the real problem is? Is that ping pong table? Yeah, they gotta get rid they of that shit, dude. dude. Yeah. What the fuck? That's funny, man. And then the the night before that, uh, I have a neighbor, <laughs> uh, really super nice guy, and I actually talked to him before I left. Um, but I guess after I left, Mariel texts me. She goes, dude, something's going on over there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Another neighbor? So the other neighbor that's uh, right next to me. Yeah. Um, 
so there's our unit complex and then there's houses next to us. Mm-hmm. This the first neighbor that I'm talking about is the house next to me. Okay. This is my unit neighbor. And I guess shit was being thrown, things were being <gasps> busted, <gasps> people were screaming at the top of their lungs. Like a fucking family fight? Yeah, or something like oh, that. Shit. Because but it was weird because I just spoke with the guy and he was in the best mood ever. And then you put him in a bad mood? No, is no. That- <laughs> no. We were just chopping it up. We were talking yeah. about the new Ford Bronco that was coming out. He was super excited yeah. cuz he just put a down payment on it. Oh shit. And then lo and behold, I leave and then Mario's like, "Dude, I think they're getting into like almost like a fist fight." Whoa. Because they heard like shit being busted and thrown. Whoa. And I was kind of shocked because those two people are like the nicest human beings I've ever what met. What if they were having rough sex? What I actually found out was that his wife is Korean. I was like, of course. Oh, <laughs> like, so he was getting in trouble? I get, I don't know what it is, but I just, I was like, he was in a perfectly good mood before, but then once the Korean thunder came in, it fucked it all up. But he, uh, that's yeah. so fucking funny. And dude. so all of our neighbors were texting each other. Yeah. They were asking me, if you I, guys have a group chat? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So they're like, yo, did you hear what was going on yesterday? I was Wait, like, a group chat without him? Without him, because they were they weren't sure they were. It, it sounded like somebody was getting their ass beat. Oh, is what it sounded fuck. like. But but she was beating his ass. I, or I don't know. You but don't, no one knows. I know that the guy left. Oh fuck! So he, I actually just saw him before I came here. Yeah. And I saw him in his car, and he didn't park it in the lot. He parked it outside. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. did he get his ass beat? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like, did he get fucked up? Damn. I'm trying to figure out that mystery right now. So your whole life's just been reality TV with the neighbors. Yep. I've always said the best reality TV is reality. Oh, 100%. Like a lot of the shit that we can't talk about, a lot of the things that we know behind the scenes of your favorite YouTubers, all that shit. Mm-hmm. I think that is better entertainment than some shit you watch on TV. The 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 social media life recently has been so weird because um, I think now it, you can't really keep secrets. Yeah. Right? So everybody that kind of put out a persona that they were this perfect human being, yep. uh, you kind of fucked yourselves over because all your personal stuff is now coming out to light because people can search and dig it up. Yep. There's stories that are that people have told about you. And because you guys weren't honest about who you were in the first place, you, now you're getting fucked over. Yep. It's sad. But in our case, we've been scoundrels. <laughs> so you can't fuck with me. I'm already who I am. Like you've been knowing. Yeah. I put it out there. I cancel myself before anybody else can. <laughs> Shit. That was the dope thing. I think um, one of the things I was very proud about, or not, I wouldn't say proud, but we've always kind of stuck to who we were. Yeah. And even if we did have to apologize for stuff, there's no sweat off our back. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we've made mistakes in the past. And if it if those mistakes in the in the past weren't mistakes then, and they are now, and you feel a certain way about it, then I'm sorry. You know, yeah, I mean, time keeps moving forward and we keep growing and learning. But I think we're a part of this culture right now where like no one is allowed to learn from their mistakes and they're not forgiven. Mm. So like if I fucked up when I was 15 and I said something, they're coming after me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and that's kind of the unfortunate thing that's happening to a lot of people. But on the flip side people aren't getting away with shit like yeah. the whole me too and all the fucking rapists and all these you know even the epstein shit like we're not letting that shit go mm-hmm. we're in the past i think people would just kind of let it pass and just like well yeah it's kind of what happens in hollywood or whatever it's just too much of of, of a blanket punishment for everybody yeah yeah you know? it's it's not it's not fair but i think it's just overcorrection. like what i what i see is like what society looks like to me is like a pendulum right Mm -hmm. and then so you have one side 
and it gets too crazy. Like, for example, when, you know, World War Two, you had Nazi in, in, the, in, in Hitler. Like, it goes so crazy to the point where, like, they're killing people because of their race, right? And then it has to correct to the side where it's super sensitive. And Europe is at the point where they never want to do that ever again. Yeah. But then it got to the point where maybe it might be too liberal. And there is a thing where being too liberal is also not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because I'm always I'm, – I'm, I'm trying to navigate the way I, I view things too, right? Just because I feel like – because I started off as a comic – I, I can find any funny things in, in about anything. Mm-hmm. And I've always said this too, just because something particularly particularly offends me, I've never outright said, cancel this person, make sure that they don't have a living and they'll never work again. Yeah, That's the odd thing for me, right? I have an opinion and I make jokes about how people are and how they behave, depending on who they are in their current state. You know, um, we talk, I talked about this on the podcast before, but there is this guy, uh, he was a part of Eater. I think he still is now, but he had the show called The, the Meat Show, mm-hmm. right? And back in the day, he was a he was a skinhead. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a part of a skinhead, like punk band, like a rock band or whatever. Yeah. He had a swat stick, what, all that shit. Yeah. Um, would have never known that shit now because now when you see him um, on his show, The Meat Show, yeah. he's- Really close friends with Asian chefs, people of all different cultures, very accepting, very warm. Yeah, you know. So he, he kind of like went through it and he learned his lesson. Exactly, and yeah. this was in his like his young twenties, right? Yeah. And so people were asking for him to be removed from the show and, and really? whatever, and make a public apology. And in my mind, for being a part of a skinhead group, yeah, when in his twenties, yeah, and, you know, he's like in his forties now That's or something. Like, but what it's like, we all kind of did stupid shit when we were young, and we were like me, like uh, I mean, I did crime, and I was a part of a gang, and like, mm-hmm. should that always haunt me? Because after that, I learned so much about the world, and absolutely change as a person and i think that everyone has that opportunity to, to do that you know and it, it it sucks that if this guy is still being haunted from what he did in the past or whatever yeah because even people for example like people that i like like eddie huang eddie huang said that he should yeah people should be forgiven for his mistakes but he still should be fired and i completely disagree with that and i fuck uh, with eddie huang a lot you know he should be fired because of why though like what's their argument i don't know that's the thing i think his i think eddie huang i mean he did a post about it on instagram yeah. but he was talking about how um yeah he may have gotten better whatever whatnot but he still should lose his job and he could continue his job elsewhere. But it's like, for what though? But what? if he got a job elsewhere and then he gets canceled every single time, that's like really, um, you know, he, he did the time, he paid the crime or he learned his lesson, but then he didn't get, no one's accepting it. Like no one's accepting that he's grown from it. Exactly. Basically, that's what it says, right? And it's just a cyclical issue, right? Because. Yeah. You know, we could even go ahead and talk about the whole Kevin Hart issue when he yeah. when he made those old stand up jokes and people were saying that he was perpetuating, um, uh, you know, violence against the homosexual community, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at a lot of stuff too, I'll I'll bring up uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy used to say faggot in his stand up sets all the time. Yeah. During that time, that yeah. was a funny word, yeah. right? It was a funny word. He said all this other stuff. Uh, people in the crowd, they were 
dying fucking laughing. So if you're saying that a majority of people were offended in that stadium of like 4,000, 5,000 people were crying laughing from his jokes, yeah. it's a representation of the times. Times have changed. And, and right. even Eddie Murphy now, he uh, he did an interview where he was talking about some of the jokes that he said against like the like the LGBT community and he regrets it. He goes, at the time, I, 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 I thought it was funny and I look back at it now and it makes me cringe. It makes me feel terrible. Yeah, the times change. Yeah. And, and what sucks is that right now we're judging the past based off of our current morals it's not today. fair and to me that doesn't make any sense like mm-hmm. you got to do it in perspective of that era yeah and to me it's not a question of right or wrong it's about understanding and having empathy for mm-hmm. example right like a lot of people will try to make the excuse and they'll be like well it was fine because back then it was okay and then they try to be excused but i think that that's where people get pissed because it's like, it's not about that, man. We just want you to understand that that's not okay anymore, right? And I think you can have that conversation. But to really look at someone and being like, for example, like Asians weren't always the greatest, um, like we weren't all, we didn't always have the greatest roles in Hollywood, right? Yeah. But it's almost like blaming an Asian actor who played a role mm. of a racist character and you're just like, fuck you, you fucking backstabbing bitch. Like, you're such a two-faced, like, oh, I can't believe you're such a race traitor. Like, it's almost like saying those things to that actor when that was the only opportunity that they had. And at that time, you know, no one was even thinking about that. Like, you yeah. know, so it's, it's it's to me, I'm like, it's also a lot of people who haven't lived life. I think a lot of people who have a lot of judgment a lot of like hate and anger towards like injustice and, and and whatever, especially young folk, right? Like they haven't made a lot of mistakes in life. So I remember I had a really high sense of justice to this point where like, I would be like, I can't believe that these people uh, can't hold a marriage together because they're so fucking selfish and they want to cheat or like you condemn people for their actions. And you don't have any type of empathy for people making mistakes. And I think that's what's kind of dangerous mm-hmm. about, um, in my opinion, it's the youth, yeah. right? Because like they haven't lived all the way. They haven't made that many mistakes. They have formulated arguments and thoughts, but that hasn't been tested. Like, sure, they've lived up mm. to a certain point, but like- we all know people who made tremendous mistakes. And then the more years you are on this earth, you're going to make a fuck ton more and you're going to reflect back. And and it just makes more sense to understand like and use this experiment that we're all going through as a way to go like, okay, like we're humans and we keep making mistakes. Let's learn from it. But the point is to move on and like talk about it instead of just being like, oh, this guy He's a Nazi, but, you know, afterwards he changed, he he learned, whatever, but he still can't work anywhere for the rest of his life. Yeah. It's like the same thing, you know, like what if someone was a gang member? A lot of gang members are treated that way. Like, yeah, it sucks because I mean, I think like a, a big question too for people who want to condemn somebody for the rest of their life and drag them. Right. And I think it's easy for you when you're sitting there and you're behind a keyboard. Right. Because you're not out in the spotlight. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if I look deep enough and I looked into your fucking skeletons in your closet, yep. you have probably done way worse things or you have done stuff that's comparable to what they've done. Every single. That's why it's that's like in the Bible is like he who, who cast the first stone. Yeah. You know, make sure you don't got no fucking cracking your system either you know <laughs> and and it's and it and it's so easy to do this like remember that kid he um 
he was judging that white girl for wearing that Chinese dress. Oh, yeah. I and mentioned he, that to him. Basically bullied her saying like, don't make my fucking culture your costume and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And like, this is racist and all that. And then what we find out is that he was using the N word. He was saying racist things. With a hard against, R. <laughs> yeah. With against black people. And for me, I'm like, man, I, I don't know. Like, who who are these people who are like so judgmental, so angry, so hateful, and they think that they're not hateful, but what they're doing in cancel culture, like condemning others and like coming in and just, I, it's almost like, it's almost like this, right? Like for me, I feel like, oh, if this guy was a fucking child molester, a serial killer, it's okay. I could Dexter him. I could fucking kill his ass, right? Yeah. And I get to fulfill my killer fantasies because I'm killing a bad guy. I'm killing a demon. I'm not mm-hmm. killing a human being. And I think that's kind of what's happening in our society right now where people are the, like these justice warriors, right? And they're like, well, this person's a bad person, so I can talk as much shit and put them in their place. So they're really, it's like an outlet for hate and aggression, and they're unaware. Like, they're doing it with this, like, veil of honor. Like, we're, we're doing it for good. We're, we're changing the world. But in my opinion, I think that if they really wanted to do real change, like, you got to do it with love. Like, it's been you know, done before with MLK and, and, and Gandhi and all the greatests, but no one does that path, right? Everyone wants to destroy and, and like, sure, they're not physically violent, but their actions and they're motivated by a negative feeling, which ends up turning into destruction. Like when you're just hatefully expressing, when you're going into these people's DMs and just talking mad fucking shit, like you're not creating change. You're not informing anyone. There's no justice happening. It's just spilling anger out. I mean, it's it's almost like some of these kids, like they get like a hard on for this shit. Yeah, I they, think so. Because yeah. they get public praise for right? it. They're like, you love this. You know, one of the things too. You called them out. You did this. Yeah. It's like fucking when crazy. I When I was doing those, you know, those rant videos, right? That's what I used to do back in the day all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's serious talk, but there's a lot of comedy. And it's me roasting the fuck out of somebody, right? Um, and a lot of people have been wondering, it's like, you haven't done one of those videos in a long time. It, that shit eats away at my soul. Like it's not, it's not something that I thoroughly enjoy hunting for people yeah. to make their life miserable. I mean, you did it sporadically when you felt the motivation, exactly, because you just saw some injustice, and you're just like, "Well, let me roast this fucker because yeah. what they're doing is it doesn't go along with what yeah. I think." And so, you know, we did like five or six videos on that, right? Yeah. And there, you know, people are waiting for more. It's like you have to understand that shit. If I'm not passionate about the subject or the topic at hand right now i did five or six of them it's just me being repetitive and i'm just kind of using this just to it makes me feel like i'm using something very important to gain fame from it and i i don't want that because mm. now the attention is is not on what's going on here it's, it's about me so it makes me feel very weird you know and I'll, one of these kids too i've i've even messaged them i was like hey if you want me to take my video down just apologize and yeah. then, we'll, then i'll remove it Easy stuff. Yeah. And he told me to fuck off. And I was like, cool. Okay. And then he deleted his whole thing. So I'm like, I, you know, it's not like I'm out here to ruin your fucking life, yeah. bro. But you put out a public statement, um, some a very disrespectful and racist public statement. Yeah. So I put one out to disrespect you back. That's yeah. all that it is. And then now you can't take the heat. Yeah. Well, you're the one who brought it upon yourself. Yeah. Nobody asked you to say these public opinions on a public forum in that type of way. Yep. You know, which is the odd thing, which I want people to understand. Like when we, when we put stuff out, you have to realize if it's not perceived the way that you want it, that's not there. Everybody else's fault. Yeah. 
the public gets to perceive whatever they want to perceive. Right. Like that's that's their choice. It's you know? your job to communicate things clearly. Yeah. And if the majority don't understand you, you're the problem. Yeah. And there was a uh, so there was that girl who called the cops on um uh, the black guy in uh, New York where he was a the bird watcher. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot yeah, his name. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, she, yeah, she, I thought that she's gonna be in like in. She's yeah, going to court or something. Yeah, she's going creating to court. a law behind. Everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about well, it? So even for him, when he was saying, um, I saw an interview that he wrote uh, that he was um, not not that he wrote, but he was in an interview where he was saying that the purpose of this, he doesn't want her life to be ruined. He doesn't yeah. want her not to be able to get a job again. Yeah. None of that stuff. He just just he was correcting an injustice. Like this wasn't right. Yeah, you know. So when we had this conversation, even for him, he's not here doing it out of a place of of hate. No. It's just more like. This is wrong. I need to correct it. And for him, he didn't particularly enjoy how people were attacking her. You know, he goes, I don't think you should attack her per yeah. se, but this should be highlighted and this should be a problem that's fixed. Yeah. She has every every person that has fucked up recently in that type of sense has an ability to change in the future. A hundred percent. And I think for me too, I have to really think about, okay, how can I, if, if it's really that important to me, how can I make this person change for the better? Uh, if if I want them to, yeah, you know, but and sometimes it, people need a good roasting. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like some of these motherfuckers, if they didn't yeah. get called out in the in the first place, like that dude who was out in uh, Monterey. Oh, the one that was the the British guy that was talking shit to the Filipino family. Yeah, that guy's a moron, dude. dude he he on, dug his grave even further. You know that mm -mm, after mm -mm. his public apology, he got caught talking shit like I didn't even mean it anyway. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. dude, fuck that guy. You know what's so funny? He's like, get out of this country. It's like, bitch, you're not even you're an immigrant. Like you're not even American. Like, shut the fuck up. What the fuck is he talking about? You're not about? even a citizen, dude. What the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, then? it's crazy. So he was he's not even an American dude. He's like no, UK. I'm like, let can we deport can we deport this guy? Cause we don't want him here. What in the fuck? Yeah. So so after that he it was another public statement or did somebody out him out because he was like uh Yeah, so it was um he was outed because you know people were talking to him in the DMs and and he would just talk shit right back and then they screenshotted it and then they it's been everywhere. That's why some of these uh, these public apologies people don't want them anymore. They want to see action instead. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Uh, you you wrote a public apology. That's fine. But let's see. Put your uh, your money where your mouth is. Let's see mm -hmm. it in the in in what you contribute to, how you go about things. Yeah. You know the rhetoric that you have because and his partner's Korean, dude. His business partner's Korean. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, his uh, I think his brother's wife oh, is no. Asian. My people. <laughs> yeah. Well. They probably might have not known, or maybe they're getting bullied by this guy. Like, we don't know, yeah. you know? This podcast is brought to you by Fiverr, my friends. Have you ever needed freelance work that was reliable, but you just couldn't find it? Well, that's because you haven't heard of Fiverr. 2020 has been the year of uncertainty. So how can your business plan for the unexpected? Well, guess what? You do that by hiring reliable freelance work to get stuff done that you can't get done. Fiverr's online marketplace connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and a bunch more. I've used Fiverr for a whole bunch of stuff. Like if I ever need a website stuff to be done on the fly and I don't have time to do it, or there's certain things that I don't know how to do, I always hit up Fiverr. The pricing is there. It's I don't have to negotiate anything. Um, there's plans to when it will be delivered, and it's always been delivered on time, and it's just been a really easy experience for me. 
finding freelance work. So check it out, guys. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code GB. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com, code GB. Again, that's Fiverr.com, code GB. But it's just uh, it's just weird. But this guy is a scumbag, man. He has multiple DUIs. Like he just, this is he's like, I don't know. For me, like people that are constantly drinking and driving, like I feel like they don't give a fuck about the world. The people that are like that when I see, because some other people have been sending me videos of uh, guys and girls who, or let's say men and women who have been doing a lot of these racist rants, but you look at them and they look mentally unstable. Yeah. It's like, what? who am I roasting for? Like, what is the purpose of this? This person is a mentally unstable person. Most of them are, dude. Yeah. it's It, it doesn't- Most of, Like, they're not a good representation of like- The norm. Yeah. Like, so that's why I'm just like, don't look at them and think this is how white people are. Mm -hmm. Like, we're, we're stooping down to the level of racists if we think that a whole group of people is represented by this one dumb fuck. There's been some weird conversations where I had to, uh, I've been reading, seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter where people are saying, um, I mean, a lot of like that, uh, only white people can be racist, which is a very weird thing for me to hear a lot. I get what it means. Uh, Where did that come from? Like I, so in, um, it comes from basically like, I would say liberal thinking and, um, in sociology, they, the, if you want to get specific, right. When, when you think in layman's terms, when you think racism, all you think about is hate toward one group. Yeah. But what they've done is they specified it where white people can be or you can be prejudiced like black people can be prejudiced against white people, but white people cannot be uh, racist against black people. Or wait, on oh, the other way around. Yeah, black yeah, people yeah, can't yeah, be yeah. So white people can't be racist. Uh, yeah. Racist because the term racism is meant for a dominant majority who is running shit. So then. If technically, if you're a minority and you don't really run shit in this country or anything, then you, you, you're you technically not able to be called, uh, you can't be racist. Is that by so definition or interpretation? It's a debatable definition, but is basically a lot of these like social thinkers that's where they came up with that ah, okay. concept where like yeah so they so i i i get it but i think we also have to understand how people use the word racism is just hating one race yeah that's that's how we all use it so i think that there's just a mix up because like you know there's a lot of words where the specific meaning in like academia or in other places might mean something different but then in the way that like everyday people use it is different. So that's why it gets confusing. Yeah, because that's very confusing for me yeah. when, when I when I kept hearing that over and over because I, to me, racism is just a subcategory of being prejudiced against somebody, yeah. right? So if you hate somebody specifically based on their race or the color of their skin, whether it be white, brown, whatever, whatever that it is, mm-hmm. uh, you still can be racist. You know, if we're talking about a, like us like systemic racism i think that's a that's a different subject mm-hmm. but i think in racism in general if you look at a white person and say i fucking hate you because of the color of your skin mm-hmm. it makes you a racist <laughs> yeah to me <laughs> you know sounds pretty racist to yeah, me. sounds pretty fucking and racist i mean to white me. people go through racism and yeah. like you know i met a guy who was um 
he grew up in the islands in the Caribbean mm -hmm. and he was the only like white kid on that island and you know he got picked on and that happens to a lot of white kids in Hawaii you yeah. know like it's not a mystery or it's not even a secret that a lot of white kids that grow up in Hawaii are picked on um, and beat up and they had even this thing called Howley Day where they would just fuck up all the white kids yeah so um i think anywhere in the world if you're kind of the minority or the only kid in the town that's different or whatever like you're gonna get bullied and i'm not saying that this is good or bad or whatever it's just it's just kind of human nature like we tend to pick on things that are different from us like yeah. it's very tribal and i think the goal to me is to elevate everybody from being this kind of primitive human being to being next level and 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 kind of at that point you don't see people in categories and you don't see people in colors and us versus them you know yeah. like you see them as like oh this intelligent being that just so happens to have a different looking vessel yeah but a lot of people can't do that you know it's because we even see that in even uh in the animal kingdom right because you'll yeah. see um like for example, you'll see a pack of animals. You'll you'll see this all the time on on Nature Channel. Well, you see a pack of animals, and then there's one animal that has like albinism in them. Yeah. And then that animal tends to be pushed aside. They're not allowed part of the pack, and they push him out. And I feel like humans at the at the the core of us, we're still animals. Yep. But then we should be elevated and smart enough to understand that you know we should be a little more inclusive than that. Mm -hmm. And it's true though. Like the majority always pushes out the minority. Yeah. In, in no matter what case. It's just kind of sad that when um, people in this country, they, they're not allotted a lot of the things that other people have because of it. So it makes it a huge issue. It's kind of a good time for me to plug in my relaunch of the 90 Days to Freedom because we're all on the topic of mentality and all that. But um, I launched this thing in January, right? I got about a, like 1,000 students. And the whole experiment was to see if all of like, you know, like we see eye to eye on a lot of things. And it's because... We've been through very similar experiences, owning our own businesses, like, you know, being on YouTube, being in the public eye, all this stuff. Right. And I'm like, my experiment was, how do I speed up this process for our audience or for someone who's always been, you know, looking up to us and but they don't know what the right things to do like they don't they're not provided with the right tools. The only difference is really from us in the audience is the way we think. Yeah. Not much is different, right? Like if uh, unless they're extremely poor or like super disabled physically or mentally or whatever like as long as you have an average intelligence, a lot of things that we're doing is highly achievable. And sure, it's easier said, you know, you can look at us and be like, "Well, it's it's cuz you guys started YouTube early or you, you know, you have all the right networking or whatever, but that I don't really agree with because it knocks down our work like how hard we worked how much rejection we got how many mistakes we made how much money we lost like all these things it just basically when you call somebody lucky you're not really saying that they did anything yeah to get where they're at right and i'm not saying like i'm this mega millionaire or anything but but for me i find a lot of passion in and teaching this and for me i wanted to figure out if i could create a system where i can get everything that I learned in the last 10 years and then like condense it. And um, that's where 90 days to freedom was kind of born. And and we did this in January and now, you know, things didn't really turn out 
the way that we thought in 2020, like Rona, like a lot of crazy shit happened. But the few that really stuck with it, what ended up happening was some crazy shit, man. There's guys that like cleared their debt. There's people that like worked out all these issues with their family members that they've been putting away for like 15 years. Like there's so many things that went down. And the whole concept is like, it's not some get rich scheme, you know, like it's not really about like making a ton of money or anything like that. But literally the whole concept of like being free, right? When you hear that word, I think most people go like, oh, if, if, if I win the lotto, then I'll be free. Or if I finally find the girl of my dreams, I'll be free because like, I don't have to date anymore or whatever. Right. It's, it's this idea of like, oh, once I get there, I won't have to do any struggles anymore. But how real is that? Like, it never works out. Yeah. It's it's always goal chasing and then you're still stressed out because people out there, I think, at least for me, when, I, when I'm seeing almost everyone around me and the unsuccessful people, like, it's because they're not literally free in their minds. Like, they're constantly in, they're trapped in, like, their own thoughts. Yeah. And I think that, to unlocking that became like this obsession of mine. And so I released this and I ran a survey with the, with the alumni and all the students that took it. They're just like, this is how you can improve on it or whatever. We just have a 2.0 version out and I'm going to leave a link in the description. It's going to, it's going to explain much, much more. You can watch that video, but if you, you know, if this resonates with you, you probably looking for something like this, because if you like genius brain and we talk about this kind of stuff all the time and you might be thinking like, how come Joe and David like think a certain way? Well, I think we think more free than the average human being. Mm. That's probably why. But yeah, I think uh, go ahead and check out that video. But yeah, it's weird when. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel we I mean, we've we've grazed on this topic before where there's this a lot of people like to they kind of talk down to themselves first before anybody else gets to you, right? Yep. So before you guys even try something out, you already have a million reasons why you can't do something. And I think that's the hardest part to break out of because that's the thing that I still struggle with a lot of the times too. It's not like when I say, hey, just go out there and do something. Verbally, it's very simple, right? Um, and we, you know, when I had a uh, I had this guy, his name was Cosmo and he was a, he was a dating guy. And one of the things that he kind of said that was a little profound and a lot of people kind of agreed and disagreed with what he was saying as somebody who's a dating coach, but, uh, something that kind of resonated with me that I really believe is that a lot of the times when we tell somebody just to do something and we say that we have an answer for a solution, we never give somebody specifics in the house. Like, yeah. so for example, when he was saying that, um, when a girl says this, when they when they give advice to another guy about how to approach um, a woman, they go, "Just be yourself." <laughs> cool. No. <laughs> well, well, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. If if somebody doesn't know definitively what that is, it's yeah. such a broad thing to say, right? It's it like, is. just be yourself. Or when you talk to them, talk about something fun. What is that? Yep. If somebody hasn't done that before, they've never been in that situation, or they're not in, they're not comfortable with it. How does somebody do it? And that's true because I've given that advice too, mm -hmm. where I've told the guys like, "Hey, just chill, be relaxed, and just you know, just chop it up." Cool, David. How <laughs> you know, like how? The Especially fuck? if they have anxiety and they don't know how to control that anxiety. Yeah. Like, there's just so many things, and you're completely right, man. And I think that's the whole thing to me is like having a true like free mind is. 
really not having that guilt, that insecurity, all those things that limit you. Yeah. And once you can like get past that and you can be calm about any situation and you can work through your thoughts, to me, that's the most liberating feeling. And, and you can be a millionaire, you could just make, you could be broke. But once you have that, I think that that's really the recipe of just being happy. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But it's, I've seen it multiple times too, where people are like, well, I have this dream and I want to make a YouTube channel and this and this. And then like, they'll tell me everything. And then they go, yeah, but here's the list of 10 excuses why they can't do it. Yeah. And they're not good enough. So I'm like, you wasted one hour of just telling me your dream and then shutting it all down. And I didn't say anything. And I think, the, <laughs> and I think the weird thing is too, is that when, when people want to try something new, they only want to try something new when there's a guaranteed success at the end of it. Yeah. Right? And nothing is fucking guaranteed. Yeah. I think it's just scary. I think the whole thing, well, for one, I know why people do it. Um, I know why people talk themselves down and all that stuff. But I think uh, it usually happens at an early age where you feel some type of pain, emotional pain, hurt, regret for doing and attempt trying something out. Yeah. Or you had someone close to you that hurt your feelings because they laughed at you. They, they kept telling you that you can't do something or you have a parent that is um, really fearful and they don't want to see you hurt emotionally or physically. And then they constantly um, reinforce this thinking of being a coward or being fearful of the world don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to fail. You're not going to be able to make it. Right. So like when you have these controlling parents that are constantly telling you that's not going to work, that's risky, whatever. It's kind of like brainwashing. Literally, you've been hearing this for the for 10 years. And then even though you start becoming your own person, um, you start forgetting how you got programmed. And then now you're in high school and you don't real like you're 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 an adult and you realize things aren't as crazy as your mom says it is she's just paranoid right but for you you somehow cannot find the courage because every time you want to try something different whatever your mom did or or your dad or whatever they injected their fears into you now so so people don't realize like that you're being constantly um programmed by the people around you yeah one of the things too that I see a lot of people do, um, and this is kind of more on the negative side of things, is when they see other people do what they want to do, like they're kind of, I wouldn't say fearless, but they swallow their fear and they pursue what they want. Yeah. Um, they'll try to knock that person down a yep. lot just because they can't do it themselves. Yeah. And it's easier for that person just to be like, oh, you're not that dope. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be, you're not going to succeed either way because it makes them feel comfortable when you're kind of brought down to their level. Yeah. I dude. think another fear that a lot of people have is that when you become successful and you start doing better things that you can't bring other people up with yep. you. But at the end of the day, that's also their responsibility. You know, they they have to take it in their own hands mm-hmm. to kind of be successful with you. you. You'll see this a lot when you grow up. There's a lot of people that you're going to grow up with and you're going to separate from them, not because you hate them, not because of any of that stuff. It's simply just because you guys grew apart. You guys have different goals. Yeah. They're not in the same part that you were. And if you're and if you're scared of becoming successful because you can't bring these other people along, you'll just be in that hole for the rest of your life. Yep. You'll find like-minded people mm-hmm. or you might even inspire these other human beings. You yeah. don't really know. And I mean, we went through that where we had to shed some 
people from our lives because uh you know you try your best to 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 bringing them up but they're just not ready or they they don't want you to help them you yeah. know and it sucks like it's heartbreaking because you care about them and you want them to do good but at the same time you are your own person and you have your own goals and if you put others in front of you to that point now you're hurting yourself yeah and it's it's a balancing act man it's hard this this whole game of life i think like yeah you're right like there's a lot of people out there that think that just because you're successful it's a reflection of them being unsuccessful so mm -hmm. they can't root for you and for me i'm like well fuck them i don't want people like that around my life <laughs> or they'll try to take your success and yeah. say that the reason why you're successful is because of them uh <laughs> It's, you remember that time I told you to be a comedian? Yeah, that was all me. That was me, motherfucker. Like, yeah, really, just one <laughs> sentence of encouragement. You know, twenty other people encouraged me too, fucker. Yeah, yeah. like I, I think I told the story before, but when I when I came to LA, and this is years after I came here, and you know, um, YouTube kind of sparked my my career to kind of uh, open up and do other things. Um, I got this random letter from a dude. And uh, he was a comic as well. And we were doing comedy together. Did he write a letter? Like he wrote a handwritten letter? It was, it was through Facebook, I believe. It was, it was like <laughs> a I Facebook was like imagining thing. somebody with a fucking quilt. <laughs> this fool had a fucking feather pen. And he goes, dear David. <laughs> this is my candlelight. And he starts dotting it with the fucking. <laughs> but he wrote it through like a Facebook message or something. And then he kind of needed to get something off of his chest. And basically what he wrote, just in summation, he was saying that when I moved to LA, he was expecting me to take uh, him me take him with me and I was like first wow. of all bitch who the, what the fuck are you talking about you grown ass fucking man yeah. I was supposed to take you with me with what money were you guys supposed to be partners or, or something like, in his mind he yeah. created this whole narrative about us being successful together so you backstabbed him it's like no bro we're both we're both supposed comics yeah you do your thing, I do my thing. If we do stuff together, things pop off. I never had this responsibility of bringing you up with me because <laughs> I because I gained more fame. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm down to help you out. So you guys did comedy together back in? Not even together. It was oh. just we were just buddies, you know. Yeah. And first of all, we weren't even that close. Like we really weren't. Like the only time we met up is to do comedy, like comic yeah. stuff like, together, like stand up. Right? Maybe it was special to him. It was he. <laughs> He lived in his own fucking yeah, world. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, you know, we had a goodbye thing. I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to move to LA. I'm going to pursue this stuff. And he and just kept it in. Yeah, he was upset because I didn't say, hey, you should move with me. Oh. Like, bitch, I'm worried that's about entitled, myself. Dude. You're entitled to, yeah. to my hard work, you know? Fucking crazy. And so when I, when I left, it was like three or four years later. And, you know, he kind of wrote this whole long diatribe. He goes, I hadn't talked to this dude in a while. He kind of just disappeared on me. Right. And I just kind of assumed, you know, he's out doing his stand up grind. I, I switched over to YouTube. Yeah. So maybe he's doing being really successful in stand up. <laughs> How offensive, dude. Yeah. You didn't fucking help me. <laughs> yeah. What, what a fucking bitch. Yeah. And so this guy in the letter, he basically wrote that. It was kind of like a backhanded compliment, which already ticked me off, you know, and he mm. goes, well, you know, I, I, I see that you're doing well, you're doing big things out there, blah, 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 blah. And I was first happy because I haven't heard from him in, from him in a while. He goes, I'm out here in the Bay Area doing stand up. He goes, I'm killing it out here. All this other stuff. Like, and I'm like, it's so funny when people say that I'm killing it. You should see me. <laughs> yeah. Which already was a weird, weird yeah. part in that in that letter that he wrote. And he goes, I just want to tell you that I, I was a little offended that you didn't take me 
me with you when you went to LA, which I was like, what the fuck does that mean, bitch? Are you my son? Are you my child? You grown ass fucking man, puss boy. And he was basically saying, I wish you would have taken me, but I was a little, I'll, I'll be real with you. I haven't talked to you because I was butthurt about that. I was like, I thought you were just doing your thing. I thought you were just doing stand-up and everything was good. And what a week. And dude. here's the, the worst part of the letter that pissed me off. And this is what I had to write back to him because I was so mad. He wrote, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, I know that you popped off and things are going great for you, but I'm, you know, I'm writing scripts, I'm writing films and whatever, whatnot. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to do big things. And I just want to say that even though you popped off, I don't think that meant that ever meant that you were a better comic than me. Like, I think I was better than you, but you just had a better opportunity, which I don't know why he wrote that. Why is he competing with you? Like, I didn't know. And by like, the just way, just to let you know, I'm fucking better than you. I was mad supportive of him. Right. Yeah. Even though he sucked. Like I could. I might be able to find some of the stand-up on YouTube yeah. and you will be like, this is the worst stand-up comic on earth. And I was still mad supportive of him. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I just wrote back to him. I was like, number one, cool. I'm glad that you're doing well. Number two, I said, you're not a better comic than me. If you were a better stand-up comic than me, then you would be where I'm at right now, but yeah. you're not. And you're still waiting tables doing bullshit. So when you, <laughs> when you get to my fucking level, Shit. When you get to my and I've never stunned on somebody like yeah. this, right? But I was like, but when you get to my fucking level, you let me know that we could have this conversation. Yeah. And I just ended it that way. It was such a rude, disrespectful thing to say. Like I've never thought ill about this guy. And but this is what I'm talking about. Like you just never know who's hating on you. Yeah. When you're just breathing and you're just like, well, I don't know, man. We have a lot of them in the comments too. It, it was such an odd thing because <laughs> I was always supportive of him. I just never gave him handouts. Yeah. Like I never give anybody fucking handouts, right? If we work together, we're collecting. Collaborative. I'm not here to hold and what your a hand. Coward, because if I felt that I was backstabbed by you or hurt or whatever, I would text you and be like, "David, can I talk?" Like, dude, I thought we were going to LA together. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. like do it immediately. Why is he waiting four years? Four years, and he's still thinking about it. And he's probably telling all these people, like, you know what, David did me dirty, man. Yeah, and it's like, what? Okay. I'm glad. See, this is the thing is like, aren't you glad when you find these things out about people that you left them in the dust, right? Why do people hold on to people? Like you're holding on to a lot of trash yeah. is what I'm saying is like, there's so much gold out there. There's so many great human beings, right? And I see people feeling like they're not going to be able to replace this person or they're going to be lonely. But it's like, for example, imagine if you stayed in in sacramento and you you stayed friends with this person or acquainted and, and you held them and, and you know you didn't want to come to la because you you were afraid to like fucking offend this dude mm -hmm. right because maybe you found out from someone that he didn't want you to go to la because he's not going right and then you made your life decision on this and a lot of people make this fucking mistake it's the same thing that hurts people so bad because they feel like they don't want to hurt somebody they don't want to be an asshole they don't want to be selfish and all these things right but this asshole is actually hurting your future and your career imagine if you didn't go and you didn't meet us and you didn't find other friends and build new memories with new people and all that like it would it would have you would have probably been working at the men's warehouse still. Yeah, no, that, I don't know. You know, but that's or what I'm taking saying. Over your parents, it's like business. Would, I don't know. Would that person have been happier if I just stayed in Sacramento, right, and just 
been busting tables with him for yeah. the rest of his life. It's like, first of all, dude, <laughs> he misses the friendship. <laughs> yeah, you sound like an abusive fucking boyfriend, yeah. dude. You you fucking scumbag. Yeah. And I just was so taken aback by what he wrote, you know, because in my mind, even though I hadn't talked to him in a while, we were so busy doing our own things. Like he doesn't even. Fu- I came here with literally two hundred bucks to my name. Yeah. That's all I had in my bank account. I sold everything to come here, and it was like, okay. You could have done the fucking same. And by the way, he had more money than me because yeah. he was working. He was working, uh, busting tables and doing all this shit. He was getting good tips or whatever. He needed you to take him. <laughs> no, it's like if you wanted to come here, you could have. And and so people had this skewed percept like perception of of what of reality. A, to me, it's it's he's a coward and he was never gonna be successful because a successful person would be like, oh shit, you're going to L.A. Where are you gonna move to? And then they put themselves next to you they'll be like let's be neighbors let's fucking do this together because like for me that's what's always worked out for me and successful people are just kind of invasive like they don't know that they are but they're just persistent yeah you know like they just go and be like oh shit you're going well i'll fucking invite myself too because hey (laughs) two sacramento buddies right like fuck man it's gonna work out yeah (laughs) and it wasn't just him too he was also just a part of this group of another guy too and he you know, I heard through somebody else that he also felt that I just kind of left him in the dust. And, <laughs> David made it. And it's like, bro, your concept of it even made it. I did. I still haven't, quote unquote, made it, you know. So this is still a, this is a lifelong journey. Yeah. And so the fact that you're trying to hang on to my coattails, which isn't much coattails to hang on to in the first place, is sad. They wanted to be your Kevin Hart entourage. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, I haven't even built myself up yet. Yeah. You know, like this is still a learning process for me. I'm still super you didn't young. You put me this. on, David, and we've been fucking friends. Like we did the stand up circuit together. Yeah. And so the other guy, too. Um, That's funny. He man. was somebody that I used to like shoot YouTube videos for yeah. when I was learning how to use a DSLR. It was my it was a canon 60d and i used to shoot videos for him all the time for free i wasn't gonna do it for money because we were friends yeah and then you know he later on i heard through the grapevine he goes like yo like you kind of forgot where where we came from i'm like where we came from bro i shot free videos for you what the fuck are you talking about so you thought that you were a part of a crew yeah and that you needed to move together Mm mm-hmm or some He's shit. Like, who like, was gonna do my lightsabers for me? You know, like, who was gonna do the editing, the, the yeah. lightsaber editing? And oh. it, it was so dumb too. And this is this is why those two people are are cowards. Is because they felt this way for the longest time, and yeah. they never addressed this to me. And then when they finally do, or they they never did. One of them never did, and the other one did. Was the it Facebook. Was- was a Facebook message one. And they're they're actually <laughs> really good friends with each other. Well, yeah, they're probably sitting there talking shit about you all day. And this is what I tell people all the all the damn time, right? Like a lot of people, they hold a lot of importance of like what people think about them. And I'm like, if you spend your life just worrying about what other people are gonna think, because this is the truth is there's a lot of haters. There's just they're just out there because there a lot of people are insecure. A lot of people are weak. A lot of people are just not able to go through life and take responsibility for their actions and shit like that. It's just the way it is, right? And if you lose to those thoughts, you actually spend all your time thinking about how to defend against them, how to reason with them, how to convince them that that's not who you are. And guess what? Before you know it, 10 years passed by, you didn't do shit because you spent 10 years trying to fucking make sure that the haters understood you yeah oh so many people make this mistake man and to me i almost feel like it's an addiction like i don't know why people just don't see the formula like the formula is like you don't fuck with it like this these things exist 
people are just crazy they have shit opinions why do you have to like battle it out yeah just work on you and develop on what you got to do that's that's the thing too and you know i bring up these stories only to mention because i feel i'm glad that i made the choice to come out here right? yeah I'm, I'm glad that i made the choice to kind of pursue what i needed to do because when, when, when we look back on it those two people from what i've heard they still aren't doing stuff in entertainment. Yeah, I know. I hear from people that people are still talking shit about me from before. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm just like, yeah, but what do you got going on? Yeah. And it, that's that's the weird thing for me, right? And yeah. when I hear that, I get not even sad, irritated because like I'm over here like a dumbass thinking great things about you, you yeah. fucking dick. And yeah. it's like we were friends in my head and then I find out that you never liked me and what yeah. the fuck. But this is where we mentioned before on this podcast where people will sometimes only like you if you stay at the level that they're at. Yeah. And if you go above them, suddenly they think that you're better than them. And that's not it. You chose not to elevate yourself. I can't wait around for you. Yeah. And I'm always going to, I have to look out for myself first. Yeah, it, not in the sense of, I'm going to do stuff to step on people to get my own way. Yeah. I'm going to make my own path, right? And you should make your own path too. I'll never step on somebody to get to where I need to be, but I'm going to create the path that's the best for me, yeah. right? If you're not going to come along that way, I can only suggest like, hey, let's wor work on your shit too. Let's work on this together. But if you're expecting me to hold your hand all the way through, <laughs> you're going to drown me. You know what I, mean? I know, right? And it's funny because... I'm always offering, like, I'm an open book. Like, anybody that wants to talk or whatever, like, I'm I'm there. But the funny thing is, right, like, people that in my past, they don't want to take that offer. Like, it's easier for them to just sit down and talk shit or whatever. Or people that have never even met me at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, we all have haters. Like, and that blows my mind. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you can hate me all you want. But, hey, man, if you want to have a conversation you want to learn like you want to see how i did it like instead of just hating on what i drove or what i bought or what i have or who i fucked um i can just teach you how to do it so you can go out there and get it for yourself yeah that's empowering that's fun to do and it's and nobody's you know, gonna it's crazy do it. nobody's, yeah. nobody's gonna do it for you you know, just when like those two people who used to be really good friends of mine, they expected somebody to be successful for them. Yeah. And it hasn't worked out for them. They're, They're I mean, freeloaders, man. Yeah they, yeah. they wanted to freeload their way to yeah. success and they chose the wrong person. Somebody who's very aloof like me. <laughs> I didn't know what the <laughs> so fuck was going weird. on. You know, I had literally had no fucking clue. Yeah. Damn, I fucking forgot about that guy. But that was one of those moments where I was so taken aback because um, I... I would always say great things about him, you know. Even even when his stand up sucked, his stand up was his stand up was fucking hot trash. Like just to put it in uh, just to put it in perspective, he used to open up with the stupid stand up bit. He was an Asian dude, and he would talk about how small his dick was. It the worst, the worst fucking thing to do ever. And yeah. just watching him do that, and just people being like, "Yo, but what the fuck are you doing?" You know. Yeah. And he just kept on doing that opening fucking bit, talking. Never learned. Never fucking learned. And he was like, "My stand-up's getting better." I was like, "No, it's not." Nobody <laughs> laughed. Nobody. It's laughed. getting better because I'm saying the same thing, but now I said it a thousand times. Yeah. There's a lot of people who kind of they do stand-up in a very weird way, and I, I say, uh, if you want to do stand-up. This is not somebody who's a successful stand-up comedian. This is like me saying being in these clubs and watching people who I think are really great. And I'm not bad at it, but I'm not great. So 
there's some people who are funny and there's some people who I call it, they, they, they learn stand up comedy. Like it's a, like it's from a book. Yeah. They're just robotic. Exactly. Yeah. So they go, so when you do a joke, you do this, this, and this don't be that comic. Yeah. And that's what the comic that he was. Uh, he kind of read a book about how to do stand up comedy. How to comedy. be funny. Exactly. And if you need a book on how to be funny, you're probably not funny. Yeah. <laughs> know like it like you you talk to these guys you have a conversation with them you know in in the green room or whatever what you're just chopping it up and they're just like the most unfunny human beings <laughs> i've ever met in my life it's like how is their stand-up going to be funny and you see them go on stage and they're the most unfunny fucking comics it's the joker they do stand-up comedy sets right yeah they do the 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 intro the setup the punchline but it sucks mm. right so and you could always tell that in conversation when you talk to these people. I'm like, oh, you're just not a really funny person. There's no heart. Yeah, there's no heart. There's no perspective. There's no there's, thought. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Uh, Joe, plug in your 90 Days to Freedom. 90 Days to Freedom. It's out right now. Um, like I said, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, um, I'm gonna have a link in a description. You can click that. It's going to take you to a video. You can watch that. It'll explain everything. It's really amazing. You guys got to just see it for yourselves. And also, um, if you're listening, then go ahead and type in 90 Days to Freedom. And my name, Joe Jitsukawa. Bing bow. Well, guys, we'll see you all next time. And have a blessed day. If you have haters in your life, fuck them. Don't let people drag you down. Fuck them as well. And if you meet a pretty person, fuck them as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. All right, y'all. Peace. Later.